I was, I just went to my zone and I was closing my eyes. He said something, got my attention. Now I'm looking, I'm like, this guy is like talking to me. He's like straight up talking to me. While he's talking to me, you know, I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand, you know, like what's happening? And something just came upon me. I just cannot explain the feeling. It's just just such a feeling, this peace, love. It was just so beautiful. And between those seats, I just get down on my knees and I'm like, somebody save me. Welcome to the Adorned Women podcast. Our goal is to inspire you with new stories each week featuring women of faith from all over the world and all walks of life. Through weekly discussions with each sister in Christ, we hope to give you a glimpse into who they are and how their lives have been transformed by the gospel. We're all in this journey together, so let's be inspired together. Hello, Adorned Women. Welcome back to the Adorned Women podcast. I'm your host, Alicia, and this week's guest is Chalem Finney. Chalem is originally from Turkey and now lives in Florida in the U.S., and I don't even know where to start with her story. It is such an amazing story, and a fun fact about this is, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing, this interview is actually a redo because I tried to interview her once, and she had so many stories to tell that we went for an hour and a half, and I was just like, I don't even know how I'm going to edit this down to our time constraint. But anyways, so she has so much to share and she's only touching on a few of those stories today, but I can't wait for you to hear what she has to share because she is somebody who just loves the Lord, loves her Savior, loves her Jesus, and is willing to obey Him in everything, in every step of her life. She is so fully surrendered to Him It's exactly what we look for in an adorned woman is somebody who is so fully surrendered to God that they are just, they're just made beautiful by him. And so I'm going to stop talking now and just let you listen to her story because it is truly amazing. And I know that God will use it for each and every person who listens to it because he already has so many times before. Without further ado, enjoy today's conversation. Hi, Tilem. Welcome to the Adorned Women podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to hear your story, Chalem. Um, for those of you listening, that she just has an amazing testimony and shares such an amazing story. So I'm really just going to let you go and you can start sharing your story. Start with a little bit of your background and where you come from and then feel free to just dive right into your testimony. Thank you. So my name is Chilem. I born in I born in Turkey, Istanbul. I grew up in Ankara, which is capital. And I don't know how many of you know, but Turkey is an Islamic country. So I born Muslim, grow up Muslim, and I had a normal childhood. I went to high school, learned a little bit of English from there. I was a um, swimmer, and. Uh, Turkey is a modern Muslim. It's not like uh, Saudi or Iran, you know, nothing like that. I finished high school and 
after I finished high school, I met my husband and he was American. He was from um, Savannah, Georgia. And he, we got married. It was pretty tough for me to get married to, you know, um, Christian men. But right after we got married, we just um, moved to England. After England, we came over here. And um, when we got married, me and my husband, we said that uh, our kids, when they grow up, that they're going to pick their religion, you know. And I was very sure that I was going to win on that subject. We moved to U.S. So my husband is coming from a Southern Baptist family. And so every time um, we go to their house, we had to go to church. So that's how I got introduced to church with Southern Baptist family. So every every Sunday, every Wednesday, we went to church while we were visiting mom and dad. After mom and dad passed away, um, I told my husband, uh, it's time for my kids to, uh, we have two kids, Rachel and Michael. And, and thank you, Jesus, for the names. But my mother-in-law put both of the names, you know. <laughs> and um, we... I told my husband um, after they passed away, we have to go to, you know, Turkey so they can learn my culture. They can learn my religion. That that was the part that I was going to kind of impose on my kids about, you know, my religion. And so we, we got stationed in Turkey during the time, during this time, I actually went to uh, Iraq, Camp Fallujah, Iraq, and I become a DOD contractor over there. And I work with the Iraqis, and I actually saw Muslims, hardcore Muslims over there, and the bombing and killing and all these, you know, um, did not do very good for my health, of course. I got a, you know, major PTSD, and... During this time, my daughter was in Turkey and I came for a leave. And then my daughter said, um, hey, mom, I gave my life to Christ. You are you are on perfect time. It's going to be my baptism this weekend. And I was like this, you know, like some somebody like stabbed me, you know, and I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, Allah, I am so sorry. I didn't do my job. I'm thinking I'm going to hell already because I already got married to Christian, you know, infidel. So living like this was already put me, you know, push me away from the religion, you know. So I was basically, you know, like floating around with, you know, believing something, you know. So my daughter gave her life to Christ and she got baptized. And of course, I couldn't say anything. Because me and my husband, we said that they will pick the religion. So my, while we were in Turkey, my 10-year-old son, he said, all he watches really base news. You know, we were in the U.S. Air Force, my husband was. And the base news will come, you know, like this little kid wrapped them around with the bomb and then explode, you know, those suicide bombings and all those. And my son like, mom, what kind of religion you got? Why these little kids just suicide and 
bombing all the time, killing themselves and killing everybody else. This was like coming from my 10 year old, you know, I'm like, I didn't know. I never read the Quran, just like not everybody reads Bible over here also, which I highly recommend to everybody that they should read the Bible so they will know what love is really. And after um, he said that, you know, I kind of, I kind of woke up, you know, that kind of woke me up, you know, and after that, you know, I was done with Turkey, you know, like I did not want to stay anymore. We could extend it, you know, did not extend it. And then we come back over here and then I live in Gulf Breeze, Florida right now. And we've been here like 11 years. And so this is basically, I call home now. Um, We came over here, my husband retired. My husband retired from, you know, the Air Force and he went to Afghanistan as a DOD contractor. And I stay back over here with my kids. My son was graduating. My doggy was dying. Um, after working in war zone for uh, four years, I was diagnosed with the PTSD. So I was in this very dark place, shackled by the enemy, you know, drowning, smoking pot. I was not a really big, big drinker, but... Um, I was just coping myself with, you know, with the pot and I was cussing like no one's business. And during this time, my friend, my son was dating, um, and my son's girlfriend's mother keep asking, let's go to church, let's go to church, you know, and finally, um, after I declined so many times to go to church with her, two o'clock in the morning, I'm on Facebook and she sees me on Facebook with that green dot, you know, and she texts me on iPhone and then it says, gives that read receipt and I got busted. And I was going to church tomorrow and I said, um, yes, we are going to church tomorrow because I already got busted, right? (laughs) So 8.30 in the morning, her name is Michelle. Michelle comes and picks me up from my doorsteps. And we go to this church. I'm used to Southern Baptist Church. So I'm actually used to a church building. So we went actually to my son's high school cafeteria. And they turned that place to look like a church. And when I walked in, it was a band playing. I'm not used to that also because Southern Baptist Church doesn't have bands. So I said, oh, this is kind of different. This is kind of interesting. I think I can do one hour. So when I used to go to church with with Southern Baptist, you know, with my mom and dad, his mom and dad, you know, if you're not, if you don't know God and if you're not interested in that pastor is what he's talking, you know, I will take sugar naps you know I will like wake up and you know look around I'm like oh my gosh did mom saw me taking a nap over here you know but I said you know one hour I can listen to this guy you know and then this woman will never call me again we're done you know I did my part (laughs) and so the band finished and this, she said, do you want to go sit in the front? And I said, no, we're good in the very back, in the middle. So I can get into my zone, take a couple naps. That's my plan, you know. 
And remember, two o'clock in the morning, she got me, you know. So I'm very tired. And the pastor, this little guy comes in, Pastor Tim. He comes in and then he start walking this way and then talking. He's go other way talking. I'm in the very back. He's talking, not interested, barely understanding what he's saying. Of course, I'm understanding what, what is he saying, but I'm really not understanding what is he saying, you know. And, of course, that put me on that bored, bored mood. And I was, I just went to my zone. And I was closing my eyes. He said something, got my attention. Now I'm looking. I'm like, this guy is like talking to me. He's like straight up talking to me. He's walking that way. He's talking to me. He's coming this way. He's talking to me. You know, so I'm looking from people's shoulders and all those. But this pastor is just like talking to me while he's talking to me. You know, I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand. You know, like what's happening? And something just came upon me. I just cannot explain the feeling. It's just just such a feeling, this peace, love. It was just so beautiful. And between those seats, I just get down on my knees and I'm like, somebody save me. And Meanwhile, you know, like, I'm, like, crying. And I don't understand why I'm crying, you know, because I have this joy in my heart and this peace in my heart. And I don't understand. I'm just, like, ugly crying, you know, like, hardcore crying. And people are, it's finished, you know, the service finished. Pastor Tim went his way. And my friend, she's, like, looking at me, she's like... Oh my goodness, you know, what's her problem? You know, everybody's passing by, like, what's her problem? I'm like, <laughs> crying, you know? And I said, I need that guy. That's all I can think of. I'm like, I need that guy. And I'm like, showing the stage. He's not there. I'm looking for Pastor Tim because Pastor Tim is a pastor, so he'll know what to do with the Muslim. That's what I'm thinking, you know? So they brought me his wife. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I don't want her. I want that guy over there, you know, because she comes, she's like, how can I help you? This woman is just sweet lady. You know, she's just looking at me. How can I help you? She sees me crying, you know? And I said, I said, I need that guy. And then she's like, Pastor Tim. So they call Pastor Tim. And then he, he looked at me. He's like, how can I help you? And then I said, I'm Muslim. I said, save me. And that was January 5th, 2014. He took me to janitor's room that I don't know until maybe like a couple months ago. They did, they them, they did my story, pastor's wife did. And until that day, you know, a few months ago, I had no idea we were, I got saved in the janitor's room. And I got, you know, a couple of prayer warriors. And then I said, the prayer and pastor Tim, I accept Jesus in my heart. And, and he gave me the new Testament and he said, start reading book of John. I said, okay, I come home. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> you know, like reality just hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm Muslim. How 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 did I do this? You know. So I hide in my closet for one month, and then one month later, I come out of the closet for His glory, and I said. I am not Muslim anymore. And oh boy, how, what do you call lashes, backlashes, all kind of lashes, <laughs> people, my friends from Facebook, my family, you know, my mom stopped talking to me. We live in the same house, by the way. She stopped talking to me. And I think she was the most, most upset one, you know, and my friends are calling me, you're going to hell. You're going to go to hell, girl. What are you doing? You're so sweet. Don't do this, you know? And I'm like, oh, no, something happened to me. It's supernatural. I wish I can explain to you guys what happened, but I cannot, you know? And back then, I really could not explain to anybody anything, you know? And this time, I'm in my room. I study, start studying. Lord, start showing me. And I start studying Muhammad's life. I start learning more about Islam. And then I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, I need to tell everybody about this, you know, the truth, you know, because I'm getting more, more and more, you know, Lord is just getting me ready, you know. And then also I was, you know, same time I'm having trouble with the, with the Bible being so thick and look at this English, obviously, you know, like I don't understand what's saying, what was saying in that book also. And, and when you start reading book of John and after that, you know, I start reading revelations, you don't understand anything. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> you know? So I, I said, um, my friend come around and then she said, she said, Hey girl, you were not at the church. I said, that's okay. I said, I'm still, you know, I said, I'm still Christian, you know, I'm proud Christian, still no clue what the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit is working in my heart, but I, I don't understand nothing, you know, and I went to, uh, she said, let's go to church this weekend, and I said, okay, so she come, she didn't have to break my arm or anything, you know, I was ready, and then we went to church, and then they were making an announcement. They said that, hey, we're going to do baptism. You know, I said, okay, sign me up, whatever that is. So I got, you know, I got um, signed up for baptism. I come home. I told my kids, hey, I'm going to get baptized. And both of my kids said that they want to get baptized with me and they want to um, dedicate their life to Christ. Um, and that was so awesome. And I told my mom, I said, you can come support us you know, or you can stay home, but uh, me and my kids were going to get baptized. And uh, she did not want to do that, but um, she ended up coming, you know. But during this time, you know, I get on my knees. I start reading, uh, Lord, show me. I start reading Book of Acts. And get on my knees every night, every morning. I said, 
if you are, everybody says that who you are. I said, I want you to come to that baptism site. And then I want you to take this nasty habit of cussing, nasty habit of smoking pot, smoking cigarettes, whatever I have. I said, I want you to come to that baptism site and transform me like you're doing, you're doing it to everybody. You know, to prove me that you are, you say who you are. And I felt like I could do that, you know. I really felt like I could ask him that, you know. And I prayed, I cried, I prayed, I cried. You know, one week I did that and I went to baptism site. Me and my kids are, you know, on my side. I went under the water. I got baptized with the water and with the Holy Spirit in Gulf of Mexico. And that was it. September 27, 2014, my life changed tremendously. After I got baptized, um, I came home, stayed home, got into all my stash, and just flush all of it, cigarettes, break it off, flush it on the toilet, and my friends coming over. And, you know, I have friends, and my friends cusses like old Chilean cusses, and they say some bad words. And that goes under my skin. I'm like, ooh, don't say that. And they're like looking at me like that. What is going on with her? And just don't cuss, please. You know, I will tell my friends. And while I'm saying that, I catch myself. I'm like, why am I saying that? Because I still don't know that Holy Spirit, you know. I know I'm doing things, but I don't know what exactly is what it is, you know. And so after I catch myself that I'm like, wow, I'm not cussing. That cussing is bothering me, you know. I'm not smoking. I'm like, I could not believe that I, I stopped smoking that like that. I could not believe that. I Like how much I wanted to quit smoking pot, you know. Like five years after, you know, come back from Iraq, how, you know, they put me on medications and all that, you know, and how, how long I wanted to quit smoking pot. I couldn't, you know, it's, that's an addiction also, you know, and how I quit, I'm like, wow, he's just like, thank you, Jesus, you know, and after, um, that me and my husband, we are, you know, FaceTiming and my husband is, me and him, we're talking, oh, I'm talking about Jesus to him. <laughs> like We have no conversation, just talking to him about Jesus, you know, what he's doing in my life and all that, you know, he's like, baby, I'm just so happy for you, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you just don't understand, you know, like, it's not like the religion, it's like, like your relationship with him, you know, it's like, it's not like you go to church and you do you know your thing it's not like that you know like I'm trying to explain to him how we used to go to church with mom and dad you know like it's not like that you know and it's like me praying to him and he heard me you know and he took this he took all this nastiness away from me you know and after after that I went to sleep crying and I asked Lord you know I said Lord this is just so hard, you know, like I want to, I want to learn 
you know, I'm like hungry and thirsty for him, you know, I want to learn. I just don't know how to learn. You know, I don't know how to learn, you know, and this book is so big and my English is not enough, you know, and so I, I literally cry to sleep, you know, cry myself to sleep and I went to sleep, but I lift up and it was Jesus with the light. I did not see his face. He said, my name, perfect. No one can say my name, perfect, because I have a hard name, right? <laughs> he said, my name, perfect, perfect. And he said, Chilam, hold my hand and walk with me. And I hold his hand and I felt his love and his peace. And I look around and I saw four, four little kids. I don't know, like four, five. I don't know. They were far, you know, with the white. Boys and girls over there, you know, they're like playing. And they were my aborted babies that I, abor I had abortion in Turkey before, before my son, after my daughter, you know. And I woke up and I was still feeling that peace, you know. And he didn't reveal the kids, you know right away to me never understood those four kids later on you know he revealed that to me and after that you know after I saw him you know in my dream Lord um send me a mentor he lives in actually he's African-American his name is Paul go figure and um he said um I met him you know through Facebook and he said that um he wants um he had a page and he said he wants uh he become my mentor he was teaching me he said I never see anything like you he's been teaching to um he's been teaching to Middle Easterns you know like the people like me and he started teaching me he sent me the videos he teach me the bible you know make me read the bible you know and so i start actually learning you know like lord found me this person and he had this patient with me i would like keep texting him what does this mean what happened here you know and after that you know he said lord told me that um he wants me to um give this page to you and he gave me this page called Bible Heart Study. Now I have over 120,000 people following me on Facebook through this page. You know, my faith got stronger and, you know, it's an encouragement page. Also met many people. Um, few people give their life to Christ, you know, uh, through this page. And I give my testimony to many people in this page also after um a couple years later my husband come back from afghanistan they start chopping heads and all that and i and we prayed and when i pray i actually accept expect you know i'm like i want this i'm gonna ask my lord because he's gonna do it for me 
you know, my husband came in for a Christmas break and I said, we're going to pray and we're going to find a job. You just apply. My husband applied the first job that he applied. He got the job <laughs> and then he never go back to, you know, Middle East after that. And he's still with the same company, you know, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He's been so good to us, you know, and after five years, um, right before the pandemic, um, it was um, something was happening, you know. So I went to doctor and uh, pandemic start. And the two days uh, after the pandemic, uh, doctor said that I have a breast cancer. And I start um, three days during this time, you know, I could not believe I had a breast cancer because it's not in my family, nothing, nothing connected, you know, and I'm like looking it up, you know, I'm like, really? Why would you do that to me? You know, I thought I was doing good for you, you know, so three days I was in shock. And it's okay to be in shock because we are flesh, you know, and I will be in the backyard and just, you know, will talk to my family, you know, all that, but just wanted to be alone, you know, like just walking around, you know, still talking to God, you know, I'm like, why did you let this happen? You know? And three days, my third day, I was like, so upset with God, you know, I'm like, I cannot believe you did that to me. You know, like, I'm just like this guilt, you know, like trying to, all these feelings, you know, coming through. I'm like, and I'm like looking at myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not Chilean, what's happening here? I don't understand, you know, like enemy got a hold on me, so good, you know. And 12 o'clock at night, that third day, I went to my, my bathroom. Everybody's sleeping, just like David. I lay down on the floor and I said, I am so sorry, God. I surrender all to you. And... He gave me the peace. He gave me the strength. And the next day, the, my kids could not really, because they knew I was so stressed out, you know. And they knew this was not their mom also, the believe in God, you know. And after I had one-on-one -on -one with Lord again, I I got back to myself, you know, and he just gave me the peace. He gave me the strength. And he told me no chemo. Lord told me no chemo in the backyard. And my husband and we are not level. And he said, baby, I cannot. I lost my mom and dad. I cannot lose you too. So I said, okay, I'll take the chemo. Biggest mistake. I disobey God on that one. So this past one year, it's coming from him to mold me, shape me, and obey him, you know? So when you hear from God loud and clear, listen to God because he's speaking to you and we're like his little kids and we will, it will have consequences if we don't listen to God too, you know? And after... I finished chemo. Um, I went through the chemo and 
you know, I journalize my chemo on Facebook and my family, my friends, the Facebook family, I mean, the all over the world were like just what do you call the support for me? I mean, it was it was just so amazing how Lord make it make everything perfect for you to walk walk in it you know during the storm it was just so amazing and and chemo uh, I couldn't finish the chemo actually it was damaging a lot you know so I was done with chemo and after uh, chemo finish I start um, having back pain and some leg pain and I could not walk I could not sit you know I could only lay down and you know, long sit I could do. And after um, that, I surrendered to God, you know. I said, it really doesn't matter, you know, the pain and suffering that we go through right now, you know, that I tell everybody, you know, like what, and I did that, I did this to my kids also, you know, like during the chemo or before when we find out that I had cancer, you know, I told them, I said, after that three days, I said, what's the best thing can happen to me? You know, what's the worst thing can happen to me for you think that your mom is gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your mom or you're gonna lose your wife. You know, I said, but I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to open up with Jesus I said, it's going to be the best thing for me. You know, I said, just rejoice, you know, if anything happens to me, you know. And and I told everybody, I said, if anything happens to me, you know, I said, just the, the word. It's not the worst thing, really. It's actually the best thing. Yeah, it's incredible to me. Just everything that you've been through and everything, every way that you see God and everything that you've been through, just the way that you can clearly look back and, and see what he has been doing in your life. And it's just clear to me that you have such a personal relationship with him, like you described. It's not, it's not religion. He's, it's, he's, it's a relationship. No, it's a relationship. Yeah. Yes. He's just so awesome. Just, just, I see whoever comes to me, you know, if you don't know him, you, ha- you seek him and then you will find him. Lord says it, you know, you have to seek him to find him. Not always supernatural, you know, happens to, but the Muslim countries, a lot of supernatural happening, you know, they do see visions and, you know, dreams, you know. So it never surprised me what Lord does, you know, because he's supernatural God, you know, and he's the only living, loving, true God, He's the only God. Mm-hmm. All other ones are under the ground, all rotten, all of them rotten. There's mm-hmm. only one God, Amen. and He's alive. Amen. Yes. One thing I'm curious about, you mentioned how that you came from a Muslim family and your mother actually still lives with you. So is she? where is she at in all of this right now? Um. 2019, um, before my sickness, actually, um, people will call me, people will, people will ask me, hey, Chilam, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? The really, really 
bad things happening in people's lives, you know, they will, you know, reach out to me. Hey, can you pray for me? And Lord puts it in my heart to fast for particular people, you know, and then I will fast for those people. And I don't fast for really like, okay, I'm going to fast for you. You know, it's not like that because fasting is, you know, like it's really hard thing to do you know like you have to completely like surrender you know and it's it's a commitment so um i just finished um that um i just finished fasting you know for a friend and after um after i finished you know this lord put it in my heart that i've been praying for my mom you know that she will get to know Lord. And I know that Lord, you know, you know, Bible says that when you're saved, you know, your household will be, you know, will be saved. So I know my faith, where my faith is. And I know that my mother is going to, my mother will, will get saved too. I just ask Lord that Lord give the peace to him, you know, like I want her to get saved now. So she will feel the peace that we have because as a Muslim, I never had a peace, you know, like you're scared. You're like this from Allah, you know, like you live like this, you know, like you do something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hell, you know? And, and it is like that. No one can say that, say otherwise, you know, it is very violent, you know, people doesn't know because they don't really read, read the Quran. That's why they don't understand. They don't know, you know? And, what actually Quran says, you know, those people that killing and doing all those, you know, stuff, violence and all that, they are the true Muslims. That's what, you know, that's what the Quran says. That's what they're doing, you know. So no one can say that it's peace. So I wanted my mom to have the peace, you know. So I did not want her to know the Lord in her last breath. I did not want that, you know, so right after that fast, I never done it like that before, you know, right, right after that fast finish, you know, Lord put it in my heart. And then he said, fast for your mama. And I finished. And then she cooks for, for me when I fast, you know, and then she said, really, because this is back to back, you know, she's like, who's this one for? I looked at her. I said, it's for you. She laughed at me. I said, you laugh now, you know. I said, sooner or later, you're going to get to know the Lord, Mom, you know. And I said, because I know what my book says. So she will tell me, you know, she'll tell me, hey, can you pray for your nephew? Can you pray for your sister, you know? Can you pray for your aunt, you know? I'm like, why? Your, your God doesn't listen to you. You guys are coming to me to ask prayer from me, you know? So I will make you know, I will talk to her like that. And then she will, she's like, oh my gosh, you're going to, you're going to go to hell. I'm like, no mama, I'm, I know where I'm going, but you don't know where you're going. You know, I know where I'm going. You know, if you don't know where you're going, when you die, you're in trouble. You know, people have to know when they die, where they, where they going, they need to know where they're going. I know when I die, where, where I'm going, I'm going to go be with my Jesus, you know? So I fasted for her for three weeks and one day so this is like in february and 316 if you look back 2019 316 is a saturday you know church is not really open on saturday right so this church that we went 
they have the third Saturday, they have a healing or some, some service, you know. And we went to that church because their mother sit on my chair. That's how I get to know this church. So they invite me to that church and I took my husband and my husband liked that church, you know, so we've been there for a few times. So I remember their, their announcement that they do, you know, like third Saturday and 314, it can't be a Saturday, you know, like the third. So, but it was like something was happening with my mom. I felt it, you know, in my heart. And my husband that, that Friday asked me like, hey, let's go downtown. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to go. I was sick. I called out sick. You know, I was feeling better. I just didn't want to go, you know. And then she's, and then, you know, he got really upset with me and then took my son and they went downtown to art show. They call gallery night, you know. And trust me, everybody's there, you know. And so after my mom, my husband left, you know, I said, I look at my mom. I said, hey, mama, it's, just me and you, you know, and it's a movie time. And then I said, let me go get some pistachio. You know, we love to watch movies and eat pistachios, you know, (laughs) I go get some pistachios and then come back. And then she's like, put some Jesus movie. And when she said that, I already, I already was feeling, you know, because the way that she was talking to me, you know, after the fast and there's few, you know, Turkish, um, Turkish converted Muslims on Facebook, you know, I will just send her Turkish translations, just send her on her, you know, messenger and stuff like that, you know, and she will roll her eyes at me and stuff, you know, and when she said that, Alicia, my hand went to YouTube and start writing literally Turkish testimonies. The first person came over there. The kid name was, he's like, hey, my name is Batuhan. I'm 23 years old. Batuhan is my nephew, his name. And the name is very rare name. One of the very rare name also. When he said, when he said, my mom was, it was not even sitting down, you know, she was about to walk to the kitchen and then she just stopped. She looked at TV and then literally she was just like glued to TV, back to back to back, just Turkish testimonies is coming, you know. While she was watching, her mouth dropped, you know, just watching. Everybody's like talking the way that I'm talking. Everybody's like giving their testimonies. It's like something like my testimony, you know, like everybody, you know, the time and things is different but at the end is the same thing that peace and that love you know that that how he gives us the strength while you know like he doesn't say that you know i'm not gonna you're not gonna go through the the that valley you know but i'm gonna be with you you know in the deep deep waters i'm gonna be with you that's his promise to us right so and that strength and so she hears all those people are being sick and being healed. And, you know, like that's how they, you know, the dreams and visions and all these, you know, she's like, Chilan, Chilan, these people are talking the way that like you're talking. I'm like, you think I'm some kind of crazy person that, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to make all this stuff up, mom, you know? She's like, I know you're not, you know? 
And I'm like, mom, just ask, you know, just ask, just ask, say, who's the real God? Just come to me, you know, just ask, he will come to you, you know? And meanwhile, I ran to my room, get on my knees and I get on my knees and I pray to God. I said, Lord, I feel it. It's time, Lord. I said, just make it happen, Lord, you know, like make her use, use her for your glory also, you know? And I texted my friend and it was literally 316 was a Saturday. And how on the 316, she got, she gave, we went, me, my son, my husband and my mom, we went into the car one hour, 15 minutes far from here. It's in Alabama. I live in Florida. We went to Alabama and My son, you know, just broke up from his girlfriend and it was tough for him. And pastor said, you know, come drop your baggage in the altar. And then he get up and he's like, he looked at me, he's like, mama, I'm going to go drop my baggage at the altar, you know? And so when he went, he get down on his knees, you know, and then my mom was watching him. He's like, what's happening over there? I said, he's talking to Jesus, you know? And, and Holy Spirit is all over the place, you know, and I hold, you know, I go like this and I said, let's go pray, mom. So I took her to the altar and then we get down on our knees and I said, pray, mom, pray, you know, and I pray Gigi and the pastor, uh, CJ, they already knew that we were coming and they were praying, Pastor Tim and Pastors, you know, the, his wife, Stephanie, you know, who I know, they're all the pastors, all the prayer warriors, you know, I was just texting them that night. I'm like, just pray, just pray. I'm going to take my mama tomorrow. Just pray, please, you know. And then I already, I already knew, you know, you just know it's going to happen, you know. And while we were going, Lord put all the words in my, my son's mouth, you know, my son. And then. I talked, my mom, you know, my husband talked, you know, before we get there. And then pastor started praying, oh, everybody. And then he stopped. He's like, how do you want me to pray for you? She's like, I accept Jesus now. <laughs> and that was it. That was 316, 2019. She gave her life to Christ. How awesome God is, 316, my mama is going to give her life to Christ. That's how, that's how, that's how awesome he is, you know, like what he does for us, you know, all of the day, I tell everybody, I'm like, I will, of course, I put her story, you know, and, and I told her, I said, don't be ashamed. I said, don't be ashamed because I was ashamed for one month. I was so scared to tell every, you know, tell you, tell everybody in Turkey, you know, all my family, all my friends, you know, I said, I said, don't be ashamed that you belong to, you know, like God, only living God, we belong, you know, and now she gives her testimony. She tells her friends about Jesus. She has no shame in her game also you know it's just so awesome to see her also grow too 
That is an incredible story. And it's so heartening, it? so encouraging. Yeah. It's amazing what God puts on your heart. And then it's amazing that he does that and then answers your prayers and shows you just how faithful he is just over and over. I love your heart he for is. others. Thank you. And there you have it. It's Chilem's story. And obviously a little bit unconventional as far as our normal podcast is structured, but I don't know about you, but I was impacted by her story. And I think she just has so much to share because God has done so much for her in her life and used her in such amazing ways. It's just, it's just a joy to hear. I, I was blessed the first time I heard her testimony. And once again, God just used it to speak straight to my heart. So I hope you found something in there that God used for your heart as well. And as you heard, Shalem has this amazing heart for others, this amazing heart for people. And we can be praying that she would continue to be healed so that she can continue to chase after what God has for her, um, chase after her heart for saving the lost, especially for the Muslim community. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Adorned Women podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, then follow us on our Instagram for even more great content all week long. Our handle is at Adorned Women. You can also visit our website at www.adornedwomen.com. And of course, join us again next week as we connect with another sister in Christ and learn so much from her life of faith. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.